Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bay Ridge Christian Church. This teaching is from the series, The King is Coming. This series looks at seven titles of the coming Messiah found in the book of Isaiah. These titles were all part of a special series of songs that Christians in earlier times sang the week before Christmas, culminating on Christmas Eve with the singing of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. We hope this helps you focus on the glory of Jesus, our coming King. Early in its history, drew together, and they picked the seven titles all out of the book of Isaiah, and during Advent, every year, they would chant these seven antiphons together, and what they would do is they would sing, O Wisdom from on High, and then they would actually have the Magnificat by Mary, where she would say, My soul magnifies the Lord, because this is when she had conceived and Jesus was now coming. He was taking human flesh. And then they would sing it back again. That's why it was referred to as an antiphon. And they would do these seven songs, one for each title. And it would end with the seventh title, the one that we know the best out of all of these, which was Emmanuel. And so we've seen the other six. And tonight we're going to look at Emmanuel. And the verse that Emmanuel was drawn from is Isaiah 7:14. A very familiar verse for us. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and you will call him Emmanuel. And so we're going to look briefly at this title and what it means. Emmanuel literally means God with us. That word, that name, Emmanuel, is actually just three Hebrew words. The way the Hebrew language works, you can combine them together. Uh, And the L at the end, you may have heard, is the word God before. And Imanu means with us in Hebrew. It's it's the way you do the pronoun. So it literally, Emmanuel, means God with us. And so Isaiah is telling us that preeminently, This coming king, because if you notice, this is the earliest of the titles. It's actually first of them, even though we put it last, and I'll be describing why in a few moments that we do, because the coming king, whatever else we're going to say, we need to understand he is God with us. Everything else wouldn't mean anything if it were not that he was God with us. And so throughout this series, we've been looking not only at how Isaiah was drawing upon earlier biblical ideas, and then he developed them, and how they went throughout Scripture. And we've been singing them as the church had developed them. We've also been following this poet, Malcolm Geit, who's a modern-day poet who's been writing poems about each of these. And he stresses this in the final poem, which is in your booklet, and you can read it over the coming days. I would encourage you to. But here's how he begins this poem for Emmanuel. O come, O come, and be our God with us. O long-sought witness for a world without. Hear, Hear what he's doing here. We seem to be cut off. We seem to be distant from God. We seem to be a world that doesn't have answers for the problems we face. We are a world without in every sense. But he is saying Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. God who has come to rescue us. And so since we are without, 
He comes to be with us. And what human hearts have longed for since the Garden of Eden, we are given in Christ. See, since the Garden, we've wanted to be back with God. But we were cut off from God because of our sin. But in Jesus Christ, God has come to be with us. So we need not be distant or cut off because Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. And I want you to understand, when we say he is God with us, he's not just God with us, he is God for us. Okay? He could be with me in wrath, but that's not the message of Christmas. He, he didn't need to come to bring wrath. We, we already had that. We were already cut out of the garden. Jesus is not just God with us. He is God for us. See, in the day when Isaiah made this prophecy in Isaiah 7, 14, remember the nations were around Judah. The king was quaking. The people were quaking. They felt like they were cut off and they didn't have hope. And Isaiah is saying, the Lord's going to give you a sign. Emmanuel, God is with you. God is for you. God is in your corner, so to speak. You need not look elsewhere. And in fact, the good news to us in Christ is God is not only not far off and far away and cut off from our problems, he has come to us in our problems. It should amaze you. God did not dispatch even an angel. He didn't dispatch just a message. He himself came to us in our problem, to solve our problem. And so he does not come to bring judgment, but to offer God's presence and blessing as we look to him. Glory to God, peace on earth. Now what this means is as well that Emmanuel, the reason it's last is it's the completion of all of God's promises to us. When you consider these other titles and what we've talked about and what they mean to us, this is what we celebrate. Jesus is God's wisdom with us. It's not just that God has wisdom, but in Christ, God's wisdom is with us and for us. He is the revelation of Yahweh. The unspeakable name is now speakable and known to us because Jesus Christ is Yahweh with us. He is the promised root of Jesse with us, that when everything seemed to be cut down, no, 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 God is going to come to us in the root of Jesse with us to sustain us. He is the key of David with us to free us. It does no good if I know there's a key out there that could free me, but I have no access to the key. But the message of Emmanuel is that the key is with us. God has opened it to us. He's the day spring of light to pierce our darkness because he is light with us and he is the king of the nations with us to rule and deliver us. In short, he is God himself, God with us. Now, there's actually a hidden meaning in all of these antiphons that we've done together. They were sung in Latin, and one of the reasons that we continued singing them in Latin 
is because in the church in the Middle Ages, they would sing these seven nights in a row. You remember back then, they didn't just gather on Sundays. They pretty much got together every day. And they would worship the seven nights leading up to Christmas Eve, and each night they would sing them. So on the first night, they would sing Wisdom. And on the second night, they would sing Adonai. And so on, up to the final night, they sang Emmanuel. And when they looked back across these, the first letter of each Latin word that they sang forms an acronym. And here's the acronym up on it. E, Emmanuel, which they would sing on the final night. R for Rex Gentium, King of the Nations. O, Orion. C, Clavis. R, Radix. A, Adonai. S, Sapientia. And that forms a Latin sentence. Ero, Crass. Tomorrow, I will come. The church literally did a journey every year, and in the journey they were reminding themselves the reason we do this is not just tradition, it's we are entering back into that first Christmas and we remind ourselves that what we celebrate is Jesus said, tomorrow I come. Everything that was promised, that Isaiah had given and everybody had waited and waited, comes to fulfillment in Jesus Christ. And so the journey reminds you and me that wherever we go, wherever we find ourselves, the King is coming. We need not despair. We can have joy. And so the journey reminds us that as God's people, we are never cut off from Him because Ero crass, tomorrow I come. No one can cut you off from God. No one can cut God's people away from him. And if you remember in the Old Testament, every year Israel did the Passover. And it's very interesting in the language because they didn't say, God delivered my ancestors a thousand years ago. They said, no, I was a slave in Egypt and God came and he passed over me and he saved me. When they reenacted it, they entered back into that original thing. And that's exactly what the church was doing every year. And so every year they would sing these and they would have that acronym that was laid out for them. And they reminded themselves as they sang the final one, I can have joy, I can have faith, I can have confidence and hope for tomorrow because tomorrow I will come. It's just like being there with Mary as she's going into labor, being there with the shepherds that Marty was talking about, being there when you're the angels. And finally, after all of this time, they're getting to burst on the scene and say, all the promises have come true. Emmanuel, God is with you. And so what we've done and what I want to encourage you to just think about in the next few days is we've done this journey because it reenacts the coming of Christ, the coming of our salvation, and I want to encourage you, enter into it afresh. We can think this is old, we've talked about it before, we should never grow tired of this story. It amazes me every day when I think of who Jesus is and what he has done for us. And so, in closing, I want us to just think about how we receive the news of the King Uh, I want to encourage you to think through every one of those titles. Again, we've got them in your little booklet. You can take them home. They're on the website. I want you to think about what those things mean. And as we've talked throughout the series and what it means that God is with us. 
if you're going through something in life and everything seems confused, you have access to the wisdom of God because Emmanuel, God, is with us. If you seem to have been forgotten and God seems to be distant and in fact he seems to be unknowable and it seems like I I can't even access him, I couldn't even speak his name, you can call out because just like Yahweh came into the burning bush and said, I have not forgotten my people, God has not forgotten you. He is God with you and for you. If life seems desolate, and it seems like things have been cut down, and it seems like everything around you has been destroyed, you can have hope because the root of Jesse is not here for someone else. He is here for you. He sustains you. No matter what you may think is cut off, He is here and will keep you. And there is a hope and a future. If you feel like you're in a prison, you're trapped in some kind of a sin, and you can't imagine a future full of freedom and blessing, Jesus is here to tell you, no, I am the key of David. And he's not a key that you don't have access to. He comes to you because he is God with you, and there is no door he cannot open. He can open any door that needs to be opened in your life. If it seems like everything is dark, he is the day spring, and there is no darkness his light cannot pierce through. Whatever you are facing, he will do that. And it seems, if it seems like God's plan for you or for things you care for has failed, I want to encourage you tonight, rejoice. He is the king of the nations. What God promised, Jesus Christ has done. And his arm is not too short to save. It is here to save and to rescue and to work right on time. In short, if you are God's child, rejoice. Emmanuel has come to save you. And there is nothing, there is no one who can cut you away from God's love. Remember Paul said, I'm convinced that neither death nor life, angels nor demons, the present, the future, nor any powers, height, depth, nothing in all creation can separate us from the love of God for Emmanuel. What we're going to do, which we do each year, I want to encourage you to receive and pass on the good news. One of the passages we looked at briefly in the series is Isaiah chapter 60. And I'm just going to read it. It's not going to be on the screen. But I want you to hear this. And when we are singing Silent Night and doing it, it's not just to do a little fun thing with the candles. It's to remind us God's light has come to us and he wants us to pass it on to others. In Isaiah 60, we're told, and remember, this is God speaking to the exiles. Arise, Shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. 
We live in a world that is dark. We live in a world that is without hope. Everybody is fussing and arguing, and it's like two children thinking that, that this is the only toy in the world or something. You and I have something completely different. God has given us everything in Christ Jesus. And so I want to encourage you as you receive this light, as we're doing Silent Night, I want you to think about the fact that in a dark world without hope, you can go out and say, you know what? God is Emmanuel. He is with me. And there is nothing anyone can say, nothing anyone can do that can possibly alter that. And so you can bless even if others curse. We can be full of joy even if others are lacking in it. That is God's gift to us. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to grab a candle. Let's go ahead and stand together. And we're going to pass it around. It'll get a little bit darker in here. But uh, we're going to sing Silent Night uh, as we do this. And then I will conclude with the word of benediction and blessing. Father, we thank you for the great gift you have given us in Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that though we dwelt in darkness, a deep darkness, Jesus, the light has come. That he is Emmanuel, God with us. Send us forth with your blessing, full of your word, that we might spread your light into this dark world. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Go forth, full of God's wisdom, bearing the very name of the blessed Lord, sustained by the root of Jesse, freed by the key of David, enlightened by the dayspring of God's rising sun, ruled and blessed by the king of the nations, knowing that God is with us and for us. Go forth blessed and be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to the teaching ministry of Bay Ridge Christian Church. For more teachings and resources, please visit www.brcc.church.